0: Hello ladies and welcome to Zion's Company of Women podcast. I'm Lana. And I'm Courtney. And it's so wonderful to have you here with us today. Hello, Courtney, my friend. Good morning. No, good afternoon. Good evening. <laughs> good
1: evening. <She's> <laughs> we'll land, land on How an event.
0: Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing, my friend? <laughs>
1: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm really happy to be here. I can't wait to interview Candice. Oh, i let the cat out of the bag a little early. We have a guest today. <laughs> Beautiful Candace Shaw is with us today. So I'm really excited for that. I can't wait to hear what's on her heart and what the Lord's been doing. So I'm great. I'm just ready to get on with this interview. I'm so excited.
0: I agree. It's going to be amazing. And ladies, again, it has been an eventful morning. I am set up in another room again because the uh, roadwork people decided to show up on a Wednesday, right at the time we're gonna record. So I am now in our little studio, but it is all good. We are so excited to be here. And Candace, hello, my friend. What a joy to have you, yay. Thank you,
2: it's exciting to be here. Oh, I'm
0: so happy that you're here. I remember um, we met a number of years ago now. For those of you that uh, don't know, I used to live in Queensland, gosh, a number of years ago. One of my favorite seasons that we had and, uh, and in that season, I had the incredible blessing of meeting Candace and you are just somebody that I just adore. I think you're amazing and uh, I think that this is going to be an incredible conversation this morning. Um, but for those that are like, who is Candace Shaw? Do you want to tell
2: us a little bit about you? Sure. Thank you. Lana and Courtney. Okay, so my name is Candice and I have been married for 14 years to my husband, Joel, and together we have three kids um, who are nine, five, and three, and uh, we love homeschooling. This is our second year homeschooling, and we love to travel, uh, love to do missions. Um, my husband and I oversee a ministry called Multiply Movement, uh, which is a church planting and um missionary sending organization um so yeah i'm also launching a podcast which has been a long time coming um but it's called the cultivating kingdom at home podcast as well
1: i love that i love it already i just love the name
0: cultivating kingdom kingdom at home It's amazing yeah kingdom at home yes so ladies you're gonna have to keep your eyes peeled for that podcast because you'll want to sit Mm -hmm. in that space yeah (laughs) thanks so good
2: so yeah I'm really excited to be here with you and I've listened to the first two um episodes and it's really beautiful um what you ladies are sharing and um delving into I love it
0: oh
1: thank you we are really you know Lana and I've talked a lot about just sort of the movement of the hour and what the Lord's doing. And there's been such an emphasis and such a wooing, you know, in, in the heart of the bride um, mm-hmm. and just King Jesus coming and returning and, you know, being here with us and amongst us. And we have spent a lot of time in song of songs. So by the time that we get this episode out, um, you know, we, we all have gone through the entire book. Um, All all Mm -hmm. eight chapters, hopefully. (laughs) He's Speaking (laughs) from the future, we've made it. (laughs) Um, But we we've spent a lot of time with our with the beautiful the Shulamite, and and we just really love that book as far as you know the way that the Lord is desiring to love um, his people in the kingdom, and um, you know we've really felt him preparing our hearts for the days that we're in, and then the days that are to come, and. I just want to know, we're going to just jump in, if that's okay with you, Lana, I would just love to jump in, yeah. you know, right away and just ask you, Candace, you know, what does it mean to you to be the bride of Christ? That's a, it's a really large idea. Like when we throw that out there and we talk about the bride of Christ, it's like, oh, it sounds amazing, but what exactly, who is she? What exactly does that mean? So I'm just really curious to know, what does that mean to you to be the bride of Christ?
2: Sure. that. It's a big one to try and (laughs)
1: yeah, I know.
2: Spoil down to some words. But I guess for me it's the promise of what's to come. The promise of the bride of Christ preparing to be reunited with Jesus one day face to face. And it's not just about the future, but it's also about now. So we have an invitation today, we have an invitation whoever we are wherever we are as um, the brighter Christ to to commune with him to be one with him to to not face this world alone to not mm-hmm. to not do anything alone I feel like it's so in our human nature to just try and do things in our own strength or to just go through the motions but I really believe that's it's not what God designed mm-hmm. he designed for that oneness and he designed for us to um, you know, even more as we see the day approaching that we are striving for um, for that unity with him, striving to be, striving to enter his rest, um, mm-hmm. to, to pursue him and allow him to pursue us. I was listening, um, you were talking about that in episode two about him pursuing us and coming after mm-hmm. us. And I think, yeah, it's a beautiful, um, I guess, kind of balance of allowing him to, to speak to us, to minister to us as the brighter Christ, but it's also there's also an ownership on us to be able to um, pursue Him and to respond to that call as well.
0: Yeah, I just think that's beautiful. Like I, I just want to say as well, like listening to what you're saying, Candace, To me, if I live like like that every day, like that changes the way that I live. It changes mm-hmm. the way that I um, I walk every day. To know that I am like absolutely ferociously adored and loved by the bridegroom Mm -hmm. and I've been invited into that place of oneness and also I am the bride who is making myself ready for my bridegroom out of a place like out of response to this ferocious unfathomable love and sacrifice that has been you know has been given for me Like it just, it's such a huge topic. Like it's such a huge um, uh, revelation, I guess, to sit in this place. And Courtney, don't we say it all the time on this podcast? I feel like every episode of Song of Songs we've gone through, we've gone, oh my goodness, if we truly get this, it changes the way that we do everything. It changes. But I just, I love what you said. I just, I think there's such power in that revelation. You know, he, he, even him ministering to us and us ministering to him, like what does that actually look like for me? And that he calls me the bride, like, it's just beautiful. It's beautiful.
1: It is is beautiful. And I I love that you picked up on that, that oneness that you said that, Candice, because, you know, there's so so much in the language of Jesus when he's talking about being one with him. Um, You know, I think about that famous passage where he said you know many will say like lord lord didn't we prophesy in your name didn't we cast out demons in your name and he'll say and he said that he will say to them that i i never knew you you know and i can't, i'm trying to find it um in my bible here because i think in the passion translation there is one Um, one section where he says, like, I was never, I was never connected to you, or I was never joined with you. And there was, it's a very bridal language that is, has a very deep intimacy theme running through it, that it's not, you know, it's not enough to just know about him anymore. Mm -hmm. It's, we need to know Mm -hmm. him. And I think that, um, you know, that's not, he doesn't make that a difficult thing. You know, and I think it's in Psalms where he says that, like David says that he's the Lord that's easy to find. He's easy to find. You know, he's, he's wanting to connect with us. He's wanting to talk with us. He's wanting to be known. Um, by us and, and welcome us into His heart and tell us how He sees things and how He does things. And so, you know, there is such a, a heaviness and a, a good heaviness on that that oneness that she picked up on to commune with Him and that we're not doing this life alone. You know, as a mom, I remember um, having a really difficult interaction at a, a homeschool group that we were at with one of my children who was just having a really hard time and. I was having a hard time and we sat outside behind the church that we were in and it had been raining and I'm sitting in a puddle and I'm just like, I mean, it was the picture of feeling very alone. You know, everything on the outside felt very alone. And I remember sitting there and realizing in that moment, I really needed to be parented as I was parenting. I really needed to know that I was not alone in what I was was doing that. The father was always there, fathering me as I mothered, um, and so I, I love that you've picked up on that that place of communing with him and not doing it alone, and that promise of what's to come that he's always with us. I just
2: love that. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I like, as I said, I really feel like, I mean, there's lots of different personalities, but I I feel like in myself as that. There, there's that what's the word um it's like it could be easy to try and do things in my own strength I'm just gonna work it out I'm just gonna (laughs) I'm just gonna try I'm just gonna push through I'm gonna you know I'm gonna make this happen but um it does require that surrender as well as you were talking about like allowing to even that just that pause like you're saying sitting in a puddle like that pause to say like okay I need you Lord right now like what mm-hmm. are you saying what are you doing and, and just in that pause to become aware um I don't know I think sometimes women we're like so quick to talk so quick to jump in and fill the space and answer the question but yeah that pause to mm-hmm. what are you doing mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I love, you just reminded me, Catherine uh, Ruanala always says, I love that scripture that he is my um, ever-present help in time of need. And my time of need is all the time. And I'm like, right? <laughs> there is never a moment that I don't need you, right? And especially, gosh, let's be real, in in parenting, I need you every minute. God, help me. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but I just, yeah, I love hundred
1: percent. Right? <laughs>
0: How many days? 100%. I, will just I No manual came with this child, right? There's no manual. Uh, but that oneness, I think. Gosh, you know, I think sometimes we can be really quick in, um, you know, we read things in scripture and um, and we can go, oh yeah, like that's that's great. I know that. Like He's in me, I'm in Him. There's oneness. Great. Okay, but. I, I love the picture. I, I'm just going to share this, Courtney, because it's really on my heart. But um, I love the picture of the word sailor. And again, we've used that quite a bit um, in our kind of episodes with the Song of Songs we will kind of hit something and go, "Ah, oh, sailor. But um, I remember a friend of mine, Rabbi Kurt Landry, and he said to me, uh, he was in one of our schools and he said, Selah doesn't just mean to pause and reflect. He said it means to approach the word of God like you're reading it for the first time and and like not in that place of complacency. And when I hear you talk about oneness, Candice, and, and that that positional um, place of, of identity as the Bride of Christ. like I, I think, wow, Lord, slow us down. Slow us down to really come into a place where we are marinating and soaking and being fully immersed in this absolute life-giving gift that I have been given in oneness in you. Like that, let us never become complacent with that that or familiar with that place. Mm-hmm. Because that place of oneness, if I'm aware of that every day, that affects my mothering, how I am as a wife, like every part of my life is absolutely um, transformed by living in that reality, that, that supernatural reality. Like I just, yeah, I, I love that. And, and what a picture in the Song of Songs. Like you read through all of the chapters and the heart of the bridegroom for that place of oneness, not dependent upon her actions, right? Like even when she's like, go away from me now, like until the, the, the shifting shadows of fear disappear, go away and I'll come away later. Like even in those places, we see this beautiful picture of the bridegroom that is just constantly um, leaning in and, and loving and so ever-present like these foundational truths of scripture I think in this hour God is bringing us back to because they're they just transform everything so sorry Courtney I just wanted to drop no. that in there
1: drop it all you want please <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> um and I and I love that you you brought us back to the Shulamite too Lana because you know we've talked about all through the the podcasts that we did with the Shulamite a lot of what we discussed was transformation Candace. and you know what his love does, how his love transforms us, how his, you know, wonder of him brings us into that deeper place of intimacy with him. And I just, I, I'm curious as to what does that look like to you to be transformed by love. Like, what have you seen in your own walk and in your own experiences um, that you can tell us about being transformed by love? Like, what does that look like for you?
2: Sure. Well. To be really honest, I feel like the Lord was challenging me to be vulnerable today. Um, I've really had a really challenging 12 months probably. I feel like probably lots of people have had a really challenging <laughs> couple of years, but in particular for me the last 12 months have been so challenging and I it it really has, it's taken me, like, I've really been in a pa- place in my heart of brokenness, mm. of just circumstances and situations and things shifting and uh, the Lord kind of really basically dismantled our church to be honest mm-hmm. and shifted us from a place of running a, a regular church um into this like mission sending church planting organization and there mm-hmm. was a lot of a lot of pain <laughs> in that on um, you know when it's like when things are going well and when things are going how you expect, um, I think sometimes the brokenness inside is covered up. Mm -hmm. Like everything's going good. So, you know, like, yeah, of course, everything's great. I'm doing great. But as those things that are comfortable or familiar begin to change, I think our, our heart, the things that are inside begin to be revealed. So that's definitely been the journey I've been on. And as I was reading through Song of Songs again in this last week really intentionally, um, a really something that the Lord really brought out probably was like comparison. I feel like that's something that I've struggled with and feeling feeling like a fear of there's not enough space for me. There's not enough room for me. I'm going to miss out. Yeah. And I think that in our modern culture of social media and podcasts and Facebook and blogs and everything which like can be so beautiful the Lord can use but can also fuel this comparison trap and this looking to the left and the right what's everyone else doing you know so for me this transformation journey has been as things have been stripped back as things have become uncomfortable Mm -hmm. as things have maybe not looked how I thought they were going to look. Um, There has been times of heartbreak, but there's also been an invitation from the Lord, just like what we see with the Shulamite from that Mm -hmm. um, shepherd king that come away, come away with me, come away quickly, come Mm -hmm. away and come up higher. And um, I definitely know there's times where I've, I've been lost in the mess and lost in the circumstances around me, but, there's been there's been definitely like different road marks where along that journey where I've drawn closer to him or draw, drawn up higher come away with him and it's like it's not always nice when he reveals to you like yeah. oh. um. <laughs> really in there,
1: you
2: know like yeah. I have it all together I've been a pastor yeah. for a long time like I don't I have it all together Lord and he's like no yeah like, <laughs> up like let's let's deal with it let's like this is how I see you yes this is how I made you you know and there there's space for you and you're not going to miss out like my timing is perfect and I think for me the transformation has really been a surrender of uh, really allowing it's I guess it's like almost like that nakedness allowing him to see me to see deep and to see those parts that it's like, oh, that is yuck. Like how did that, how did that, how is that root still in there? You know, how am I, why am I still comparing myself? Or why am I still feeling, why am I still looking to the left or the right or she's doing this or he's doing that? Like why, why is that still there? And the Lord is, he wants to transform us. He doesn't want to leave us in that place. He doesn't want to leave because he knows where he's taking us. You can't, you can't take that with you. Um, and we're just missing out. We're missing out even on the oneness because we're. Um, I don't know if you have covered this, but it's like that hiding, mm. hiding. Like even if you're in a place of hiding, and you're in a place of like, like I'll come later, like when I'm ready, you yeah. know. But there's that invitation of come with me now, because like, yeah, we can't clean ourselves. We can't do it in yeah. our own strength, yeah. but. Yeah, I guess that's, for me, kind of that journey of transformation has been, I guess, surrender and allowing allowing the stripping back, even when it doesn't make sense, even when yeah. things that are familiar and, and, and have been good in past seasons. They've been good in previous yep. seasons, but now the Lord's like, I need to take that or this is changing or this is shifting mm-hmm. um, and allowing it and, and keeping a tender heart in that because there's opportunities for our hearts to harden. There's... And even to close off, as I said, that kind of like hiddenness, that like, um, but yeah, he's asking us to be open-hearted, and he's asking us to, um, yeah, that that openness, mm-hmm. that, that surrender to yeah. him.
1: Yeah, and I love that you said the the tenderness because I've always felt, especially in seasons like that. The challenge is not necessarily what it is that you're going through. Yes, that's a challenge. It doesn't feel good. It's sad, or something has shifted and changed. What I have found in those moments is that that the, the real test for me in times past has been to keep my heart tender. Mm-hmm. It's to keep my heart tender towards the Lord. And and that, you know, those circumstances really do challenge how we see him, how we think of him. It's really gonna root out like. Like, what do you really think about him when you're in this and the heat's been turned up and everything looks like it's falling apart, you know? And trust me, I've had plenty of times where I've sat on the floor and let him have it. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to hear anything from you, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> Lord. Like, we've talked it through. It's okay now. But <laughs> but I've been there. And it's um you're right. It really does allow this stuff to come up and out. And it kind of needs to. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, if you just keep walking with him through that, you will see that when that stuff is pulled away, there's this deeper level of connectedness. You've been through something together. Um, He's allowed, you have allowed him to prove himself to you in ways Um, because I think really think that he wants to, but it's that, that place of refining that I really think that challenge is to keep our heart tender. And it is to check those assumptions that we've made about him. And it's that invitation into the place of, um, am I believing, am I judging him based on his, his ways like who I know he is. Do I know his nature well enough? And if something is coming up in me, now I get an opportunity to ask him to reveal the truth Mm -hmm. about that. And that is a very vulnerable place to be, but it's an extremely powerful place to be. Um, And I just really identify with, with what you said there, because I, I do believe that the last, particularly the last year, just speaking overall body of Christ, there's been a lot that has shifted gears. Like things thinking things are going one way, I'm headed this direction, this is where I'm going with this, and then whoop, completely different. Nope, I'm changing the plans and it's gonna be good. But there's that interim time in the in-between where things get kind of tossed and you're having to sort of find your footing, and that's not always fun. <laughs> and I as you were speaking, I was hearing um Hosea two fourteen. Because it says, um, it's the Lord speaking. He says, behold, I will allure her. I will um, allure her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her there. And I used to Mm -hmm. think, oh, wilderness, this is awful. This is terrible. And it's Mm -hmm. not always fun. But at the same time, it is a place of great privacy. Because there's a lot of um, opportunity for intimacy and connection and undoing in a good way and redoing. Mm -hmm. Some things in that place. So I love what you, I loved what you shared because that's that is very vulnerable, and I think a lot of people have been in that place mm. or are still in that place right now.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Can I just jump on that quickly? I. Candice, I love your vulnerability because, like Courtney said, I think you know all of us can share moments where we have felt like that, and I'm sure, ladies, you listening, um, I'm sure you can uh, say there's there's moments in life where, and I think especially as women, you know, there's this this comparison thing is just it's huge. Um, but what I wanted to just really comment on, Candice, when you were sharing. Um, in my own personal journey, whenever stuff would come up like that in my heart over the years as a young believer, what I would do instead of leaning into the Lord is I'd pull back and I'd go, oh, my goodness, I have all this mess in my heart and and I'm not pleasing to God and like all of these things because I was locked into this mentality of dot all my i's cross all my t's and then he's happy with me if i'm not perfect right then he's not happy and so funny when you come across a scripture like uh while you were yet a sinner christ died for you (laughs) when you were in your your worst possible state nothing you could do to save yourself christ came that kind of challenges every part of the the perfectionist right Mm-hmm. Anyway, but when you were sharing, I was thinking about, oh, yeah, I remember when I used to pull away when stuff like that would, would come up. And I re- I remember the moment when I was reading Song of Songs, and I want to read this scripture to you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, in Song of Songs, uh, Chapter 2, Verse 9, it says this in the Passion Translation, let me describe him. He is graceful as a gazelle swift as a wild stag. Now he comes closer even to the places where I hide. He gazes into my soul, peering through the portal as he blossoms within my heart. And I remember the day when that scripture changed my life because it it shifted the filter for me of how i saw the lord in those moments where stuff comes up in our lives instead of seeing him as one who stood on the sideline and went when you get it you're act together lana like then i'll i'll kind of help you i'll lean in and i'll help you this changed my life because he he comes closer even to the places where I hide. So where the Shulamite was in this place of restriction, she was in this place of hiding. She was in a place where fear and religion had kept her bound. Yeah. Jesus wasn't afraid of those places. And I love the words. Now he comes closer. Like he didn't pull back. He leant in even further. And this picture of peering through the portal as he blossoms within my heart. And just as you were sharing, Candace, I just thought again, wow, what a picture of the ferocious passion of the bridegroom king that is so deeply committed to oneness with us. And I just felt like, ladies, if there's some of you watching that You've listened to what Candace has shared, and you're like, yep, that really resonates with me. Or gosh, yeah, Candace said sometimes that she she could get lost in the mess. I feel like I'm kind of lost in the mess, whatever it may feel like. I just felt really strongly to encourage you with that scripture that the Lord's not leaning back, he's leaning in. And often or always, when the Lord stirs things up like that, and we go through processes like Candace has shared in her own journey. He does that because he wants to bring it out. It's it's about healing. It's about freedom. It's about you coming into uh, your position, like you you stand you flourishing in your positional inheritance, right? Who you already are in Him and and growing in that place. Um, so, Candace, that was beautiful. Thank you for your vulnerability and sharing that because um, I think that's really going to um, help a lot of ladies in their
2: journey. Thank you. I love Lana that you mentioned about the the religious um that uh, i just actually clicked on the footnotes in that scripture when we click on hiding it says there he stands behind our wall fear and religious duty will always have a wall to hide behind wow yeah the contrast is striking he is free and leaping over mountains but the shulamite was enclosed and restricted behind a wall and i see that's what the lord is doing in this hour is he's He's dismantling the religious frameworks that were never yes, never what he put there. It's what man put there. And um, I'm sure you ladies have been Christians for a long time too. I, you know, I've been to church every Sunday since I was born. <laughs> I grew yeah. up in a Christian family and it's like there's so much beauty in that and there's history in that with the Lord, but there's also that man-made religion that, you know, Lana, you were talking about like the perfectionism, the pressure and the, what it looks like to be a Christian, what it looks like to be a Christian leader, what it looks like to be a, you know, a female, a wife in the church. It's like, um, I love that these invitations, like he's coming over out the walls we've built up of religion and fear. He's coming over that, peering over like, you don't have to mm-hmm. be stuck in here. This is not, this wasn't my plan for you. You know, his, his plan has never been to have us bound or to have us, um, what's yeah. the word? yeah, like hidden. He doesn't want us to be building walls. He wants those walls to break down. And yeah, I see that there, that there is a, there's a move of God throughout the church in the world, in Australia, in America, in different places where he's, he's unleashing, he's unleashing his women, he's unleashing the bride and he's, um, and he's redefining the framework that we've built of what that means. Because there's been so much extra things added on that was never in his design.
1: When you were sharing Candice, I was thinking about, um, I used to back in the day, I used to, um, flip furniture. So I had a little antique booth and I would find furniture pieces. And it was really a, a thing that I would do with Jesus. Like I would sit there and I would get a piece of furniture and I would just sit with it. And I would look at it for like a long time. Like my husband would come in and he'd be like, what are you doing? I'm like, just looking, (laughs) looking at it. And he's like, we're just going to look at it. I'm like, I'm going to look at it for a little while. And I would just ask the Lord, like, what do you, what do you see and what should we do? And it was this fun thing that I would do with him, but it was, you know, I really think it was a physical representation of what the Lord was doing in me at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and what he does in so many of us. Cause I remember one time, I found um, a, a neighbor had like came up to my door, like knocking on my door. And she was like, someone, someone's throwing away a desk. It's outside. It's it's outside. They're going to throw it away. And it's beautiful. And I was like, okay. You know, so I ran and got in the truck and went over there and I knocked on the door. And said, can I take this? Yes, absolutely. And it turned out to be a very nice piece of furniture. It was a very mm-hmm. like solid wood and it had had some water that had dripped down on it. So it had some water damage and it had like a ring on it where someone had left a a cup for a long time. So it was beautiful. The bones of it were beautiful, but it had a lot of stuff on it that had damaged parts of it that was not fitting for what it was. And I remember there sitting there in the garage and I'm sanding this piece down and I'm getting through all of the junk off of you know all of the gunk off of it and I'm getting to the damaged parts and I'm getting down to the good wood and I remember the Lord said to me he said sometimes you just need to scrape off all the junk Mm -hmm. that's on the top of things he's like you need to get get rid of that and then we were going to make it into what it really was made to be and that turned out to be one of the I wish I hadn't sold it (laughs) (laughs) because it turned out to be one of the most beautiful pieces of furniture that I ever, in all of the time that I did it, that I had ever done. Um, It felt like a real, a a physical, what it felt like to physically walk through that felt like a physical representation of what that transformation does when we sit in his love. You know, um, I was just thinking about today. There's so many verses in the Bible where it talks about how we are to hide ourselves in him. And one of my favorite verses in Colossians says that um, as Jesus is seen for who he really is, it's in Colossians 3, verse 4, it says, and as Christ himself is seen for who he really is, who you really are will also be revealed for you are now one with him in his glory. And that was very much my experience and my walk with things. And at the same time, this whole furniture thing was going on you know, that was really what the Lord was, was doing in me. And I remember I had moments where I looked around like thinking, Oh my gosh, who am I? Like so much had been pulled off. That wasn't me that I thought was me, that I thought was part of my identity that I was a huge part of my identity. That was maybe only supposed to be this part of (laughs) Mm -hmm. me that, you know, I, I really had moments of panic where I looked around like, Oh, I don't know what to do. Um, And it was that place of meeting with him and letting him show me how he saw me and letting him pull those things out from underneath all that junk that was like, this is really who you are and this is really how I've made you to be um, that I pulled me through a very difficult time and not only pulled me through it, but got me out on the other side of that with something to hold on to, like an an actual a true transformation of this is this is who I am. And I'm thankful for those times, even though they were extremely difficult, because it, you know, it really was that unbinding, like you, like you were talking about earlier, that unbinding of things that's like, that doesn't belong to you. That's not actually yours. And I think comparison is one of those things that does that to us a lot, kind of lays another thing on top of this of like, you're supposed to be this way or this person is able to do this or that. And so therefore you should be, well, it's like, well, maybe not. <laughs> maybe I'm not supposed to be able, you know, maybe that's not how God's designed me to be or to do. And it's wonderful for them, but it's just another weight. I think that comparison can, can lay on top of us. I'm, I'm so thankful that you brought that up. It's particularly in the area of women. And I see it a lot in mothering as well. You know, there's that temptation to compare even our children amongst themselves or with others and it's like, oh, man, that doesn't ever lead to anything helpful.
0: And, yeah.
2: and it just adds, it adds to the noise. And when there's that noise, it's just harder to hear his voice because, yeah, mm. all the noise.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: And what, I love... What is
1: that? What is... <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, Lana. No, no,
0: I was just going to make a very quick comment. Like, I was just going to say, um, Candace. In the midst of what you were saying before, um, you said the words, This is how I see you. And I think you were you're talking about the Song of Songs. And just everything that Courtney, you've just shared, and, and Candace, what you've been sharing, it just reminds me again of that importance of coming back to him and going, okay the noise like you said like the noise of comparison the noise in you know in in me as a mother in me as a a woman whatever it might be all of that noise it just reminds me again today as i sit here of how important it is that we need to be constantly in that place of engagement with the lord and allowing his voice to be the loudest voice Those words like in the the Song of Songs, this is how I see you. And she's like, yeah, but, and he's like, this is how I see you. Like this is who you are. And this absolute beautiful picture of the Lord constantly calling out, this is who you are. This is who I've created you to be. This is your original design. And I think especially in the last few years, even your own journey, Candice, and what you have shared there has been so much shaking and there has been so much stripping that sometimes um, we can feel a little bit, I know in, in Seasons for Myself, I felt a little bit lost in those moments and it just reminds me again, my anchor in this life is nothing else but Jesus Christ because yeah. he is the same yesterday, today and forevermore. And he's not going to, like he doesn't slumber, but he's not going to like, go to sleep and wake up tomorrow morning and decide that he's changed his thinking about who I am and how much he delights in me. And, you know, I love in in, um, in Zephaniah 3, it talks about that he rejoices over us with singing, you know, and that's not a picture of the Lord grumpy and like, oh, I'm singing because I have to. Like he's singing out of this place of delight. And so I just... Wanted to just tag that on the end because, in the noise that we can walk through, especially as women, especially in the area of comparison and and different areas, it can get really, really noisy. And as we kind of keep coming back to that place, okay, this is how he sees me. Every time I come back to that place, I'm conquered by love again and again and again and again. And so, then every process and journey I walk through in my life. I am building this history with God where his voice is becoming the loudest voice. And that's where I anchor myself. So back to you, Courtney. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I, I didn't mean that, to jump in. But... <laughs> no, jump in anytime,
1: please, by all means. Um, I did want to ask you, Candace, you know, you talked about in the time that the Lord had you where there was, you know, brokenness revealed, I think were your words. Um, in that the last you know 12 months that you've gone through, um, and then the transformation through love in that process. Um, did you find any one thing or any anything in particular helpful to you in as you walked through that process of like, oh, there's some stuff here that is still aching and and I need help with with this, Jesus. like did you what did you find helpful to you?
2: Sure, I think. I think getting those times of, of quiet to to hear his voice, I, um, you know, as a, like you ladies, a stay-at-home mum, homeschooling with little children and like my ministry on the side, it's like there's not many times of quiet in life, <laughs> in in our daily <sighs> lives. But to actually get to that place of quiet and I think there's temptation to fill it with such good things, you know. Like, I'll listen to a Christian podcast, or I'll listen to that. But actually, to to get to that place of still, because I, I think my personality is like just to keep going, and it's like there's always something more to be done. It's like you know, I'm doing the dishes, so I'm putting on a podcast, or I'm you know, I'm up late night making sourdough or something like that, you know, and I'm. <laughs> play some podcasts or play Christian music and all these things are good but it's actually to be still with him and as like as we've just been talking about actually hear his voice I think journaling has also been um something I don't do regularly but there's been times where I know I just really need to do that and that's that's also really good for my mind just to to help my mind not to be distracted um and I think even the vulnerability of letting people in as well um like my husband, you know, to just be real and vulnerable with him. I remember my in-laws are missionaries overseas and they had come to visit like the beginning of this year. And I remember we just went away as a family for a couple of days and it was like this day and (laughs) this night and they were like, we just would love to pray for you. And they're like, we know, Kenneth, you've been going through a challenging time. And it was just like, it just, all this stuff just came out and there was a lot of snot Mm -hmm. and a lot of crying. (laughs) But yeah.
1: (laughs) I, was, I always <laughs> joke about how I have the anointing of Rudolph because when I cry, <laughs> this, this section here just bright red and there's all, it's, it's awful, Candace. It's so it's bad. It's not I'm pleasant.
2: Yeah, I know. No. So I was <laughs> like, I'm glad these people know me well enough, you know, like I've been their daughter-in-law for a while now, but I still was like, this is a little vulnerable, but um, it was really a powerful, actually. They just identified like through me sharing, they were like, it's shame, like yeah. the lie is shame. You've allowed shame. You're carrying shame around. And I was just like, just for them to identify that, it was just like, it just, you know, it was like, oh, just the realization of, okay. So it was like even allowing people, like I'd been processing with the Lord, but just to have just trusted people, people who love the Lord in on that journey, they were like, mm. this can't remain. Like, let's let's pray. Like, I'm like, yeah. And I realized, mm. yeah, I've partnered with this. I've been allowing shame to tell its story i've been allowing these things to mm. be allowing that voice in my ear and as soon as it was identified yeah it was powerful and then you're able yeah. to when it comes in again you're like no i i know what that is like that's that's not my father's voice yeah i see you so <laughs> yeah I and even you, just for exactly. freedom like i remember sharing that with friends later and i'm like wow like my in-laws are praying for me and then we just identified this and yeah it that it broke its power you know? Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. vulnerability, yeah. so I'll just recap because I'm re- recapping for myself. So yeah. probably that time for that stillness to get away and hear his voice, um, journaling as kind of part of that, and then vulnerability to allow people to, to come and minister because yeah. like he does take us away, but o- often he does, he does choose to use our brothers and sisters in Christ as well. 100%.
1: Yeah. And Absolutely. I love, cause, cause what I'm hearing is you're saying like getting those times of quiet and journaling, there's a rhythm that's coming out of that. There is a slowing down of pace, yeah. which is a yeah, big deal, especially when you're a mom yeah. uh-huh, Out here and out there. And I remember trying to explain to my husband one time, I'm like, this doesn't slow down because this out here never slows down, you know, and it's, it just, you know, hits each other and then it, everything's going everywhere. And, um, And i'm I'm with you on that getting the times of quiet and the times of journaling that's that space where it's like everything gets to come down a little bit it's gonna Mm -hmm. find you're gonna find that baseline a little bit better because we're designed to live in that place of peace we are not designed like we can pop up in in moments of when we need to be super activated or whatever but we are actually designed for that slower rhythm Um, And that's super healing in so many different ways for us to come down and find that pace again. And then I love that you, thank you for being so vulnerable and talking about shame, because that is Mm -hmm. one of the first voices that we hear in Song of Songs that comes up that the Shulamite confesses to or says, this is going on. It's one of the first voices that comes up and out into the forefront that is impeding her willingness to receive from the Lord, because that's part of how we transform is by receiving his love. And that's one of those nasty things that shame does is it tries to block that. It can't, but it tries to, and it can get in there for a while. Um, and I just love that you said that because I think that's extremely relatable. These are extremely practical things to do, but they're also weighty. This is real. These are real things. This 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 woman that is written about, I, I you know, a lot of people want to meet, you know, heroes of of the fathers of the faith and things like that, when they get to heaven, I'm like, sign me up for the Shulamite. Like I want to be at her (laughs) house. I want to go see her and hug her and say, thank you so much. Um, just because it's so relatable and so real.
0: That's so good. I just, want to jump quickly on one thing that you said, Candice, about how um, you can listen to that voice and it kind of goes over and over and over in your head. And I remember when um, I was going through a really intense season a number of years ago and I reached out to one of my beautiful friends, her name is Anita Alexander, and I said to her, the noise in my head, I said, it's just, you know, shame is speaking and fear is speaking and I just feel like I can constantly hear it going through my mind. And she and she on well, she didn't look at me, it was on the phone, but she said to me, Lana, she said, What you need to do, she said, is you need to rehearse the Rhema. And that one sentence, absolutely, you know, when the Lord gives you little things like that that just mark you. And that made me so aware then going forward from there, that what I meditate on between my ears, right? And especially in that place of brokenness and when you're going through those kind of deep places of the heart and the soul and you're journeying with the Lord for healing and freedom, it is so important, um, I think, that we remember that what we meditate on is what, what is magnified. And I just, when you were sharing, I kept hearing that, that line over and over again, like rehearse the rhema. And I just, I feel like that's a word for somebody. Like you you may be listening going, you know, my, my mind is just full of like, I can hear shame's voice and I can hear, um you know, fear's voice and I can hear all these different voices. But the word of God says in Matthew 4, 4, that man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that flows out of the mouth of God. And so today the Lord has a word, a rhema word for you. And my question to you today is, what is that word? What is he saying? How is he speaking his love over you today? Like, This is how I see you. Ask him today, Lord, how do you see me? What is the song you're singing over my life today? And take that word. And then when you hear that voice of shame and you hear that voice of fear, just go, no, I'm going to take that captive and I'm going to rehearse that he has said, you are so lovely. You are the very theme of my song. You are perfect, even if it makes you uncomfortable. Like sitting in that place and going, all right, I'm going to lean into that rhema and I'm going to keep leaning in until it becomes my reality, because I think sometimes that noise and especially when we're dealing with the inner world and it feels so big and it feels so large um, that it's really important that we keep our focus. No, today I'm going to rehearse the rhema.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> That's so powerful, Ana. That is so powerful. Candice, is there anything else you want to say as we kind of wrap up our time today? Is there anything else you want to say that you would just want, you know, maybe Candace a year ago to know or someone who's walking through similar things that you're walking through? What would you want you to know?
2: I think that he is okay with your mess. You know, like as like that, um, the verse that Lana pointed out before, like he can see down over that wall. Like we feel like we build up these walls. <laughs> we put up this facade. <laughs> we're like, I'm hiding behind this. I'm okay. But like he <laughs> into that and he's he's wanting to come down into that place. So by hiding from him, by trying to have it all together, like it's basically we're just prolonging. We're prolonging that that opportunity to come and meet with him, to come and and to to follow his footsteps, to to follow him away, to allow him to do the deep work that he's wanting to do. Um and to not, not be afraid of him, to know to know his character. Like it's all through Song of Songs, like you just see his pursuit and his the purity of his heart. Like he's he's not wanting to hurt us. He's wanting to he's wanting to purify us and um, and you know the way yeah, the way that he sees us to, for to allow him to yeah to define him to allow his voice to become the loudest voice in our ear, um, but it's it's a safe place and it's a beautiful place. It really is, and um, yeah, is. You know, he has he has so much for us, and and if you're in a season for anyone listening that you do feel like you're in that season of things being stripped back, um, Courtney, you were saying like things that you felt like okay this is my identity like this is like this is what god called me to this is the role he called me to this is the the season he called me to but we can allow that yeah to take hold or to go on many seasons beyond what it was supposed to and as as allow him allow him to strip us back um i think something i, d- I probably did want to say was you know when we read through song of songs there's so many words that are used that are so vulnerable that we don't see written in any other book you know it talks about breasts it talks about all these things that are so vulnerable and I really felt the Lord was it's like like they're obviously the parts of us that nobody sees you know our husband sees and that's like it but it's like he's okay with the mess the parts that you would not show anybody else you know like that the the vulnerability of those the wow. sacred parts of us, the like I was sharing earlier, the parts in your heart that's like no one else knows, the the deep dark comparison or the or the you know the the perfectionism, the things that we've hidden and we try to we try to polish it for the world, but those deep things that are in there, it's like he knows it's there. He sees us, and um, and we can trust him. Like he wants, the reason he's wanting to, you know, I was just even, I've got um, chapter seven out here, like out of your innermost being, like, like he knows that innermost being. He knows us so deep and he's wanting to do a deep work.
1: Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, he is. I love, and I love that. He is okay with your mess and you're you're absolutely right there's so many times where we think we're hiding and we think it's it's in there and it's it's okay you know it reminds me of like i don't know if your children ever did this like when they're learning how to play hide and seek you know they just cover their face and they think that they're hidden and like you can't see them just because their eyes are are you know their eyes are covered sometimes i think we think that you know (laughs) and the lord's just smiling and waiting so Mm -hmm. patiently um for us to just take our hands down and say okay ready so I, I love that invitation that you just laid out candace that is so vulnerable and true and full of love and his patient tender kindness to just continue to pursue us um, in that space that's just wonderful so thank you thank you so much for sharing your story and taking time with us today um, if people are wanting to follow along with you where can they find you where can they get in touch sure. with you
2: so on instagram i'm mama and you can find me there. And yeah, my podcast is coming out really soon too. And that is um cultivating kingdom at home.
1: Ah, oh, there it is. it is. If you're watching on YouTube, there it is. Very good. There it is. <laughs> thank you so did much. It! Lana, do you wanna <laughs> You did it? Yay!
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, Candice, thank you. My friend, what a joy and such an honor to have you part of this today and i know that what the lord has released through you is just it's going to minister to so so many women and even here sitting in my little studio like the tangible presence of god and his heart is just is so weighty and uh and so i just want to say thank you for joining us it's been such a joy my friend thank you Well, lovely ladies, thank you for joining us. Follow along with Candice um, and make sure you keep your eyes peeled for her podcast as well. It's going to be amazing. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bless you. We hope that this podcast has
2: blessed you and we have been blessed by bringing it to you today. If you would like to see more of what Zion's Company of Women is about, please check out our website zionscompanyofwomen.com.
0: We pray that your